When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Friday, February 7th. We are live from Madison, Wisconsin, and we are here with two very special guests. One maybe a little bit more special than the other, uh, but we're here this weekend to uh, to honor Coach Bobby Douglas. Uh, Penn State is wrestling Wisconsin tonight in Madison, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to be here with Wisconsin head coach Chris Bono and Hall of Famer Bobby Douglas, and so this is going to be a little different FRL than what you, you guys are used to. Uh, hopefully a couple other guys that are here, uh, they're here for, for the, the uh, tribute of Coach Douglas. We'll be able to share some stories and some, uh, some interesting uh, tidbits about Coach. Uh, we're going to be passing the mic around a little bit, so, so bear with us, please. Uh, again, this is a little uh, grill operation here, but we're going to get ready to go. So Chris Bono, I want to get, uh, get things started off with you. Appreciate you having us in here. And uh, let's start with uh, what was it like getting recruited by Bobby Douglas. Well, I'll tell you, it's a good story because I wasn't recruited by him, right? You know, I was um, I was already committed to Iowa State, and I'll never forget it when, uh, you know, Jim Gibbons stepped aside and then Coach got the job. He came from Arizona State, and uh, he called, and it was Easter morning. I'll never forget it. And basically he said that uh, I'm the new coach at, at um, Iowa State. And I actually told him, I said, no, you're not. You know, they told me Joe Gibbons was getting the job. And he said, listen, I'm the new coach. Uh, let me talk to your dad. <laughs> and that was that was the conversation, you know, and um, and, I, and I'm glad it all worked out. You know, it was the best thing for me. And, uh, you know, he's had a huge impact on my life. Um, you know, it was um, it was probably everything I needed in a college coach and then getting to spend, you know, 11, 12 years underneath him as a as a, uh, an assistant coach has molded the way we I've run every program I've been. So um, forever grateful for him and glad that phone call came Easter morning and let me know that he was the next coach at Iowa State. Coach Douglas, is that uh, kind of similar to, to your memory of uh, of what happened? You want you want to talk about the story? Maybe your your uh, what you remember about your first conversation with uh, Chris Bono? Well, uh, getting the job at Iowa State was uh, a huge surprise for me, and uh, I knew about Chris Bono. I didn't know he was as good as he he was, uh, but I I saw him wrestle in the uh, either the Pittsburgh Classic or one of those. Uh, high school tournaments and uh, I liked what I saw and then uh, I found out that he was uh, an unbelievable hard worker. Uh, what you saw in Chris Bono was, was special and something that you wanted to instill in the rest of the team. That's why I made him a captain and um, he was surprised when I got the job because he thought Jim Gibbons was, uh, going, I think it was Joe, Joe Gibbons was supposed to get the job until I interviewed. And after I interviewed, Iowa State was convinced. Coach getting a call right now. Convinced. Yeah. That yeah. I Co Coach is a very popular man. I'm sure he's getting a call right now from one of his former wrestlers. The famous fanny pack is where he's, he's, where he's pulling the uh... – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got we got live on the, on the thing. All right, we'll, we'll keep this going here. Sorry, sorry for that, folks. Um, 
We got we got Sion in the house, by the way. Sion uh, sort of producing this. Hopefully, we'll we'll maybe we'll have him come make sure make sure everything is going. Sion, make make sure we're, we're looking good on the site here. Um, so, Coach, getting back to you. So, um, you know, you had that conversation on, on Easter morning with with Coach Douglas, and then he said, uh, you know, when he saw your work ethic, he he made you a captain. So, um, maybe let's get into what Coach Douglas's practices mm-hmm. were like when you were at Iowa State. Well, I'll, n- I'll never forget it. You know, I got there as a freshman, um, and I didn't get a takedown until February <laughs> as a freshman. No, I was I was not very good. You know what I mean? I had some success in high school, but I was not a good wrestler. And I, um, I'll never forget the conversation after my first year. I asked him, Coach, you know, what, what, what do I got to do? What do I got to do to win? Um, you know, he basically said you need, you know, over the summer and in the, in the, in the offseason, you need to show up every morning at 7 o'clock. I'll be in here get a partner. And um, you show up in the morning, and coach is already walking laps in the in the, in the uh, wrestling room, right? And we get in there, and I'm yeah, and I'm waiting for him to tell me to get going, right? And I talk about this all the time, the independence that he taught me, you know. And I'm waiting for you know, looked around, are you going to start, you know? And he's just walking laps, and for an hour, hour and a half straight, uh, it was one technique, one technique that he would make me do, and he would yell me yell from something over in this corner. And when you looked up, he was already walking, right? He never stopped. And um, and it was all about drilling, and he called it rehearsing. And so it's not – you use the word rehearse a lot, and it makes a lot more sense than drilling. You know, we're rehearsing moves. And uh, it was um, – he taught me how to work, really. You know, I knew how to work a little bit, but he taught me how to work. He taught me how to stay persistent. Uh, and he taught me how to believe in myself. I was down and out. You know, I was ready to go home. And um, he, he taught me how to work and stick with it. And finally, one day it all clicked. And, um, you know, like, again, I, I, I owe it all to him to – I knew how to work, but he taught me how to work in the right way. And then the tactics, right? We call him. I think what people don't understand about coach is he's the master tactician, right? You give him a film of an opponent, we could he could break down anybody and teach you how to get closer to him or build your build your lead on him. So, uh, you know, and that taught me as a coach now how to break down film and and all that good stuff. So, um, the, the the techniques and the tactics he taught really what I would tell him is uh, I would say he's the most famous for. Again, I want, I want to. Uh... Apologize for us kind of passing the microphone around, but uh, just, you know, again, we're doing what we can here to, to honor Coach Douglas. Um, so, uh, Coach Douglas, Coach Bono said that, uh, you know, he, you'd be you'd be walking around and, and teaching this technique. Do you remember any specific instances where maybe you saw uh, Chris Bono turn the corner and you go, okay, this 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 guy's doing what I'm telling him to do. He's starting to get special. Do you have any any memories of, of uh, Chris Bono kind of turning the corner and where where you thought, man, this 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 guy can do some special things in this sport? I, I can't pick out one specific thing, but uh, the intensity that he had, the determination that he had, uh, I knew he was going to be special. Uh, I, I thought that his upside would be uh, his uh, junior and senior year. He developed as a sophomore, but his junior and senior year, he, he really took off. And um, he made it to to a couple of uh, training camps. And um, I was pretty rough on him in those training camps. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, but I, 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 I didn't ask Chris to do anything that I wouldn't ask someone with champion uh, potential to do. And I saw that in him, uh, not in his athleticism, but in his attitude and his work ethic. He's a hard worker. You know, you got to work real hard to outwork. Chris Bono, and um, I knew that um, he had some some limits. I looked at him, and I, I think they were trying to pull him down to 130 pounds or something like that. And I said, "That guy's a 150 pounder. <laughs> he he may be in a 130 pound uh, 
uh, uniform right now, but that's a 150-pounder, and I didn't want him cutting weight. I knew he was going to be very, very difficult, not only for Americans but for foreigners. And I knew just by his work ethic and his attitude that he was going to be special. And uh, he, Chris's best days are ahead of him. Uh, that changed my career. Going from 142 to 150 changed my career. I made 142 my true freshman year for two tournaments, and I was 0-4. And, and I didn't want to go to any more open tournaments. I didn't want to wrestle because I didn't want to make the weight. And when he told me, you're not allowed to go down to 142 anymore, it changed everything about it. Uh, you know, and that's the things that a great coach sees. And, uh, you know, again, without the wisdom and the advice of, you know, I always thought you had to cut weight to win. That's what I did in high school. And uh, when he said go 150, you you got to go 150. Ch it changed everything about my career. That's a, a pretty great story, especially in an era of that I'd say was famous for weight cutting. That that you know uh, a coach being progressive and and saying to a guy who, uh, as you said, you know you, you weren't a great wrestler coming in, you weren't a, a blue chip coming in to uh, go ahead and go open weight. So I think that's a good message for even uh, coaches and athletes nowadays. You mentioned coaches, uh, Coach Douglas's incredible um, technique library and, and and videotapes. How many videotapes are in that library? How long have you been building it? I'm sure it's got high school, college, international. For the folks that maybe maybe don't know at home, can can you maybe tell us a little bit about that legendary videotape collection of uh, techniques? Well, I had a an amazing um, high school coach by the name of George Kavalik. He never wrestled. He went to Kent State University and uh, had a wrestling class under uh, Hall of Famer Joe Bagala. And uh, Coach Kavalik was a master teacher. And uh, I copied everything that he did. I kept every video that he had. I got his notes. Uh, his wife saved them for me. And um, I was with him when he was on his deathbed. And I, I, I believe that George Kavalik uh, put some of his DNA in Bobby Douglas. And as a result of that, I approached wrestling and coaching as a teacher. And uh, I, I had a great experience as, as a wrestler. Um, I, I also learned a lot about um, what not to do. <laughs> One of the things what you should not do is cut weight. Uh, but at that time, um, we had to do it. We, we, there was no choice. You did what you were told to do. And um, my, the last time I cut weight was in uh, Edmonton, Canada. And um, that was one of the best days <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Coach, thank you for, uh, again, thank you for coming on and sharing these stories with us. Um, I, I want to uh, I want to focus on, on your competitive career a little bit. I understand, and this this may be uh, an incorrect story, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I heard a story that there was a year where you got second at the NCAA championships, where you hitchhiked. Is that correct? That's is that, not correct. That's not okay. That's what what is what is the true story then? Uh, my high school coach George Kavalik drove us to the NCAA tournament, which was at Kent State, which was his alma mater, and um, I. Uh, I'll never forget that tournament. Um, I was supposed to wrestle a guy by the name of Mickey Martin in the finals, and uh, everybody was telling me how great this guy was, and uh, and I I had never thought anybody was better than me, and I never thought anyone would ever be more prepared than me. 
until I grabbed a hold of Mickey Martin. And uh, <laughs> when I grabbed him, he grabbed me back, and I couldn't get <laughs> I couldn't get my wrist away from him. And uh, he schooled me. He scored 12 points on me in uh, a very short period of time. And I had to come back, and I was coming back, but I didn't have enough time, and I didn't have enough experience, and I didn't have enough of what it took to beat uh, a guy like Mickey Martin. He's one of the toughest guys I ever wrestled. Thank you for uh, setting the record straight then on that story. I didn't want to share any uh, incorrect information. Uh, you, you, getting back to, to Coach Bono for a second, you mentioned uh, you saw that he had the potential to not only be an NCAA champion but be very successful on the international level, be someone that foreign opponents would be difficult to deal with. So, uh, Coach Bono, I want to start with you. What do you remember about your transition into senior level and, and, and you know Coach Douglas kind of shepherding you through that and uh, helping you – you know, get get to the, the the levels that you achieved. So what what Coach Douglas had really really did was it was almost an expectation that you, if you were serious about wrestling, you go to the next level. I mean, you know what I mean. It was when you graduated, or even when you didn't graduate. Right, we were going to university nationals after every year. We were going. It didn't matter. You know, if you just said I want to go to the senior open, you were going to the senior open, trying to make the trials. So it was a seamless transition. If you were a college wrestler, you're an international wrestler. I remember drilling crotch lifts in in uh, during the during the during the um, season. We're at, we were all like, what's coach? This is crazy. Why, why are we drilling gut wrenches and crotch lifts in the middle of February trying to get ready for the NCAA tournament? But what he was doing was he was he was making you better as a wrestler. So when we made that transition, you know, I, obviously I was going to the Open, you know, every year I think I was in college. Coach let me go to the U.S. Open wrestling the men. And then when I made that transition, kind of when I graduated, you know, I think I was the number two man right out, right out of, uh, uh, I think I took second. Uh, in the trials my, my first year out of college and now I go back and I'm like how, how smart was this guy making me drill gut wrenches and defending gut wrenches in the middle of January February you know for, for five years crotch lifts and front headlocks and you know um, and he made you made, made you um, you know a freestyle wrestler um, during your college career and so the transition was it was expected not, I, I don't say it was expected because coach didn't expect it but it was almost like a given you know what's my what's my uh, international career after after the season? It wasn't like all right, we're done. Let's get back for the college career. It was it was all right. We got the U.S. Open. We got University Nationals. You got to make a Pan Am team. How do we get to the trials? And uh, so it was it was an awesome tradition. And and again, I didn't realize what this man had done for me um, until I got into coaching. Even when I was wrestling internationally, I didn't realize again drilling these techniques during the college year were going to help me so much more than you know trying to start to defend a gut wrench against the Russians my first year out of college. I was already having the best guys in the in the room, um, you know, trying to gut wrench me and then. And then, right, this is even better than that. And I tell my guys now, when I was training internationally, I was also coaching with, with Coach. I wrestled every practice, right? And um, he was making me – I only wrestled freestyle in the room, but those guys were wrestling collegiate against me. So we'd go top bottom, you know, thirty minute goes top bottom. I can lock my hands and gut wrench these guys, right? And they had to wrestle out of it. They were standing up and they were switching and he yeah, and you know what his and his philosophy was if you can get away from a guy that's locking his hands. You can get away from a guy that can't lock his hands. You know what I mean? And it was helping me because I was getting exhausted having to gut wrench people and they're switching me and it was a continuous wrestling. And again, I didn't realize the things he was doing. Uh, and we thought it was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, why am I wrestling freestyle and he's wrestling collegiate? Um, so it was a seamless transition and, uh, and one that, you know, I appreciate, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, I was just on, uh, under the impression that this is what you do, right? I wanted to win a national title. I wrestled internationally. And then when I, as the room, um, and it's something I preached to my guys, our, our expectation under coach was to be Olympic champion. 
world champion. If you can win, you know, win the NCAAs along the way, but we we wanted to be the group we had in there. Um, you know, for my 12, 13 years there was we wanted world and Olympic champions coming out of there, and um, and, and let's win some national titles along the way. That's that's uh, excellent to hear, Coach Bono. And, and getting back to you, Coach Douglas, um, you clearly had a high level of confidence in yourself. You know, you said there's never be anyone more prepared to you till you wrestled uh, Mickey Martin. So it sounds as though that same confidence that you had in yourself as an athlete was transferred to your uh, the athletes, the ones that you coached. Um, so maybe because of that, let's 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 get into your senior level career for a little bit and some of the some of the matches that, that, that you remember, some of some of the, the stories that you have from going beyond college and being uh, an international wrestler. Well, I, I had the good fortune of uh, not only having a great high school coach uh, who became my first college coach, um, but I also was influenced by the fact that uh, I wanted to be an educator and a teacher. And uh, when I see uh, uh, Coach Alvarez and I hear what he has to say and I see the type of support he has for um, not only wrestling but the whole athletic department, um, the enthusiasm and um, you, you can't teach desire. Desire has to be caught. And uh, Coach Al Alvarez could have been my football coach, my wrestling coach, but I get excited when I hear him talk, and I, I'm even more excited when I see how he supports his programs, not just wrestling but the whole program. And um, – Wisconsin's very, very lucky, and I, I don't know how they're keeping him, but uh, seems like he should be in the pros or <laughs> somewhere like that. But uh, what he's done for um, the wrestling program is simply amazing, in that he's got this guy here, Bono, more fired up than I've ever seen him, and he's surrounding himself with outstanding assistance, and uh, it carries over. I can see it in the community. Wrestling's on fire in Wisconsin, and uh, I'm excited for Wisconsin, but I'm more excited for the American wrestling program. This is just the beginning, and uh, you're going to see world-class wrestlers coming out of this program. Uh, Wisconsin is, uh, ha has one of the best uh, facilities in the country. It has one of the best support programs in the country, and uh, with Bono and his assistants, I don't know all his guys, but I know he's surrounding himself with the right people, and um, he's very fortunate to, to uh, have um, Coach Alvarez uh, in his corner. And wrestling's, wrestling's really fortunate to have Coach Alvarez because American wrestling's going to go a lot, lot further now uh, with the support of uh, Coach Alvarez and the Wisconsin program. Bono's Bono. <laughs> he's going to keep working, and he's never going to stop. And uh, if you've got to meet him, you better be prepared for a battle. Sir. Coach, thank you for uh, uh, sharing that. A again, there, there's a clear line between you know the, the influences that you had and then the influence that, that you had on, on wrestlers like Chris Bono. And now, the gentleman who uh, sitting to my right now, if, if you're listening on the podcast, we just swapped out uh, Coach Bono for another national champion, correct? That's right. So uh, if, if you would mind, if you, if you, uh, for the people who, who aren't watching, if you could – uh, for the people who are just listening, if you could introduce yourself and maybe talk about your first experience with Bobby Douglas. My first experience with Bobby Douglas. Uh, well, my name is Barry Weldon. Uh, wrestled for for Bobby back at Iowa State from '92 to '97. <clears throat> um, wonderful experience. 
loved loved every minute of it um but uh, i'm trying to think what my first experience with bobby was i think uh this this would get into a longer story than we probably want but um my my top two choices were iowa state and wisconsin ironically which is where we're at and uh there was a coaching change going on i was recruited by the gibbons uh brothers uh before bobby had taken the head coaching position and <clears throat> iowa state was my top choice kind of waited around waited around i think the uh the athletic director at the time wouldn't let those guys offer scholarships because I think they probably knew something that nobody else did, and it, it was probably that those guys weren't going to get the job um, or at least may not get the job. And so I kind of waited, waited, waited as long as I could. I felt like my second choice, which was Wisconsin, I felt like it was going to slip away. And so I uh, called up Coach Ryan, um, you know, told him I was ready to come be a Badger, and it, it was it was sort of bad timing there because what had happened the day before Notre Dame had dropped her program, and so now you've got a bunch of college coaches looking to scramble and pick up you know some seasoned veterans for their lineups, which makes sense. I'd do the same thing. Uh, so I still had a scholarship opportunity at Wisconsin, but it wasn't going to be quite the same. So that put me in a little bit of a holding pattern, and then I think maybe like the next day. You know, Bobby called and said, "Hey, I got. I'm the head coach at Iowa State. I know these guys have been recruiting you. I'm, you know, I'm familiar with you. Uh, you you want to come be a Cyclone?" So I would jump back, jump all over that, and that was back to sort of back to what my first, you know, choice was. So really, kind of crazy the way things worked out in that scenario. Uh, but you know, I think fortunate for me that 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 it did. Coach Douglas. Uh, when Mr. Weldon won his national title, if you could maybe speak about what you remember from, from that year, from, from, from that match, and uh, what, what your feelings were as a coach when uh, Barry Weldon was able to accomplish his goal of being a national champion. Well, the one thing about Barry is um, he had a work ethic that was second to none. And um, I knew that it was just a matter of time before the cream came to the top and um, the way he he trained uh, he was a uh, hard I had to stop him from training so hard sometimes because uh, um, he, he would train he would overtrain and um, I knew that a guy like that had a big big upside down the road and I wanted to motivate him and put him in the most difficult situations that I could possibly put him in and I did I think we wrestled uh, Oklahoma State three times that that year and one of the reasons was because there was a guy that was on that Oklahoma State team that Barry would have to beat eventually to uh, get to the top and um, I'm not sure how many times they wrestled uh, I think his name was Rosh Holt or something like that and uh, Mark Smith Smith was it Mark, Smith? Smith? Was it Mark? Yeah, yeah okay well I that just shows you how <laughs> far back I go Mark Smith well he was a Smith <laughs> and uh, when you're dealing with the Smiths, you're going to have to be on your best game. Your A game has to, you got to bring your A game. And uh, Barry, Barry, for me, was the perfect student because he would follow the script. And uh, to a fault, he would work himself so hard that he wouldn't have enough left for the next battle. But that didn't bother me because I knew one day that would come in handy and he would the cream would rise to the top, and it did. 
Coach, thank you for uh, sharing that story on, on uh, Mr. Weldon. Um, for those of you just tuning in, we're doing a little bit different uh, FRL today. We are here to uh, honor Coach Bobby Douglas. The, uh, he'll be honored at, at halftime of the Penn State-Wisconsin match tonight. Uh, we, we've had uh, Wisconsin head coach Chris Bono on, and uh, now, again, if you're just tuning in, uh, a, a former national champion, or I guess a past national champion under Bobby Douglas, uh, Mr. Barry Weldon. Um, look, he's got uh, some kids here with him as well. Um, Barry, if, if you could maybe speak on uh, what, what, what Coach Douglas was saying did he did he have to pull you back? Did he put you through some crazy things where you go, what the heck is this guy? What what, what sort of nonsense is this? Can you maybe talk about some of the uh, the maybe unorthodox techniques of Coach Douglas, and then the times where he had to have those tough conversations, like, hey man, you're working yourself too hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, Coach Douglas worked worked all of us really hard, <laughs> and so you know, none of us ever doubted him. You know, we always you know we thought we were doing what we needed to do, but I think. Fortunately for me, after a couple years, um, you know, a couple little injuries, a couple little things, I think, you know, uh, Bobby was able to see that my body sort of broke down a little bit. Um, I wasn't the most technical wrestler. I'm not saying I didn't have good technique. I had good technique, but I wasn't, you know, a slickster. I had a kind of a heavy style, hard style, lots of banging and, you know, just grinding and hard wrestling. That'll, that'll take a toll on you. And so, you know, we got to the point where I think it was, <clears throat> you know, basically I was doing about two-thirds of the live wrestling, um, and then I had to take myself out of it, you know, because that's what, that's what Bobby had decided we were going to do. Um, and that worked out pretty good. You know, the, the, the thing is it's, it's really tough in the sport of wrestling because we always, you know, one of the common themes is, you know, outwork your opponents, you know. Um, and so it's really tough mentally to pull yourself back a little bit. But it turned out for me to be the right thing, and I'm glad we did it. And I was much healthier um, for it, doing less. Uh, Barry Weldon, thank you for, for coming on here. we got uh, another national champ if he wants to come on, Mr. Brisky. You want to tap out here? Tapping out. Again, for the for those listening, sorry about all the uh, the mic passing around, but we're trying to honor a, a legend here in, in Coach Bobby Douglas, and uh, we have a. This is not a model, despite the hair. Yeah, I know you may think it's a model. He's got a. Well, we got Chris Bono as my homeboy shirt on. Um, but we're here with with a, another Iowa State national champion, um, probably the best heavyweight in cyclone history, according to uh, according to Sion, three time All American national champion. Uh, now, Dave, I, I don't know exactly what, what your relationship was with, with Coach Douglas, but um, obviously it was important enough for you to be here, and you live out in Colorado right now, so yeah. it's a little bit of a trip for you. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you could speak on your relationship with uh, the, the legendary Bobby Douglas here. Yeah, totally. So my I mean, like, experience with Coach Douglas came from, uh, I mean, like really towards like the end of, of uh, Coach Douglas's uh, coaching career, and I actually started – like communicating with Chris Bono. So, I mean, by that point, Bono was already coaching under Coach Douglas. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think exactly when it was when the the first time we talked. But it was, you know, I'd come out to my recruiting trip, and I had made recruiting trips to Penn State and to Minnesota. And, uh, I mean, get to talk to some great coaches there. I mean, like a lot of coaches I still talk to now when I see them. And, uh, 
I mean, like when it came down to signing and picking a school, I mean, I called called each of the coaches that night, and I mean, like it was, I mean, like Coach Douglas that blew me away with just being a genuine great guy, and I believe that he could help me accomplish my goals. I I, I want to get into um, maybe what you're what you're doing now a little bit before we get back to to Coach Douglas, um, but just. For those uh, for those listening, for those watching, um, Dave was was national champion, and now uh, it's, it's my understanding that you're you're training MMA fighters, yeah. uh, not just heavyweights, but uh, kind of guys from all around. So maybe if you, you want to speak on that, and then we'll get into uh, we'll get into Coach Douglas's memories of you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll try to keep this quick. But uh, wrestling coach for Elevation Fight Team in Denver, Colorado. I mean, like we have a tremendous group of men and women there. I mean, like we're I mean, like constantly every single year bringing people up to big promotions. Uh, I mean, like. Fighters that we have there now are Neil Magny, Drew Dober, Corey Sanhagen, Alistair Overeem, Curtis Blades. I mean, like, and there's, I mean, like, new names coming up all the time. I mean, I don't want to leave anybody out, but yeah, like, just throwing a couple, couple of big names there, and I mean, like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Teams having a lot of success. Thank you, and uh, you know, we hope obviously uh, continue luck with that. Obviously, uh, a lot of wrestlers going into to MMA now. Um, Coach Douglas, uh, if you could maybe speak on Dave or just just the general, um, you know, things that you see where guys that you that you coached are now coaches, and and kind of maybe how you speak to them about uh, when when they maybe ask you questions about guys that they have, and maybe things that that you would do. Uh, basically, my question here is. The guys that you coach that are now coaches, what they come to you with, if they have a guy like Zabriskie, if they have a guy that think they could be a national champ, do, do your athletes still consult you for, for advice? Um, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Dave, for example. Uh, he's never come to me for advice. Uh, I'd like to say that one of the reasons is because we covered most of the bases that he needed to cover before he got into the fight game. Uh, <laughs> we were doing MMA before they called it MMA, and uh, we go way, way back to the Briscoes in Oklahoma, and uh, that's kind of where MMA really started in Stillwater, Oklahoma, with uh, that wrestling program that we had there with those guys that were moving into the pros and they were coming back and training with the Cowboys. And um, when I saw uh, David Zabriskie and I, I watched him work, I knew he had a big, big upside. He, he had the desire, he had the physical ability, and uh, I thought he had all three of the W's, the want, the will, and the way. And um, very easy to coach. Very easy to coach, and um, he he didn't take the criticism um, in a negative manner. And I, I, one of the methods that I used was criticizing. Even if you were doing it right, I might say you're doing it wrong to make you work harder at doing it right. And um, some could take it, some couldn't. <laughs> and uh, Dave was one of them. I was on him. And I was on all of them to a certain degree. I was on Bono hard than <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> but uh, Dave Zabriskie was a, one of those guys that you really enjoyed coaching because uh, what you worked on on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday showed up on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, he, he's special. He, he's special, and I'm sure that um, those who have been dealing with him understand that. Uh, quiet motivator. Uh, Better be prepared if you're going up against any of his kids. 
Coach Douglas, thank you for those words on uh, Mr. Zabriskie. Let's bring on a little less decorated <laughs> Iowa State heavyweight. Uh, David, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, and obviously, good luck to, to your MMA fighters. <laughs> again, again, my apologies for anyone uh, who's listening on the podcast here for all the shuffling. But uh, again, we're here to honor Coach Bobby Douglas. Um, <laughs> This is going to be a funny one. So for, for those of you who've, who've listened to, to FRL many times, I'm sure you know Sion, and I'm sure you know the, the, the story of how he ended up at Iowa State. But Sion, um, <laughs> let's talk about your first, uh, maybe your first impression of Bobby Douglas and the worst that he ever chewed you out. All right, the first impression of Bobby. That's please tell him, you're a big, big personality here. Well, first of all, you know, um, first impression of Bobby was, uh, it was the day I found out I wasn't a Hawkeye, actually, because I went over to the wrestling room to meet up meet up with him. And then um, I was like, hey, I was going to be a walk-on on team. Like, hey, um, first of all, the first question to ask him, hey, if I make the team, do I get any money? <laughs> and he goes, no. <laughs> like, he just looks at me straight and like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. All right. And then go down the line, get, make it through summer classes, and I uh, start practice. And uh, – he looked at me one day, goes, son, you're just not good. I'm going to have to cut you. <laughs> so he cuts me. <laughs> remember that, Bobby? Yeah, he no, cuts me. <laughs> um, so the next year I come back again, and then Bobby goes, I thought I was better that year. He's like, son, tell you what, man, why don't you just be the manager? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll give you – you could get the manager stipend. You could be the manager. Um, yeah. You're not good. <laughs> then he goes, uh, he's like, all right. So then I kept showing up to 6 o'clock practice. I kept showing up to Evelyn practice. And then he's like, son, you don't have to come to practice, you know. You're going to be the manager. I was like, all right, coach, I just want to learn. Just keep showing up. Then one day Bobby just finally goes, you know what, come here. It's like, I told you you're going to be the manager. I told you you didn't need to come to practice. So you know what, go downstairs and get your gear. <laughs> you ain't quitting. <laughs> so, so that's how I was. And then after that he's like, and then, all right, and I made the team. And then, like, that semester, I think I was, like, uh, I partied a lot. You know, well, not really partied a lot. Mm -hmm. I socialized enjoyed a yourself. lot. I enjoyed, enjoyed myself. Yourself. So, I remember we got our midterm grades. And then uh, it was four Fs and a D. And then uh, I remember we were all in the rest of the room. And Bobby's like, guys, what happened? What's going on with grades? He's like, I know what I give you guys time to study. We had a study table, and then you could do whatever you want but study and get good grades. Then he goes, in his exact words, Sion, get the fuck up here. Damn it, Sion. It's, it's, and this is, I'm going to give everybody a warning. If, if there's kids listening and you don't want them listening, there's going to be a lot of cussing coming up here quick. He's like, get the fuck up here. He's like, go downstairs, get your books, and get your ass in that office and sit down and study. And you're not getting ever back on the mat again until I get a note from every one of your teachers. Okay. That uh, that you're gonna be uh, that you're passing your class like damn. I passed my class. Um, now I'm gonna tell a good story about Bobby here. Luis Blanco, Carlos Blanco, Zach Thompson. So during this time now, everybody got a study table. Our first year, all the freshmen got to do study table, and then uh, six o'clock Saturday morning, Bobby have us in the wrestling room laying on the mat studying. Hmm. Um. Sure, we go out partying the night before and smelling like alcohol and Listerine. And Bobby used to be so pissed off. He's like, why are you guys coming in here smelling like alcohol and Listerine? 
And we're like, we don't know what you're talking about, coach. It's like, what am I, an idiot? So we're in there studying, and then the basketball team had this superstar, Marcus Pfizer, who was a draft pick to the Chicago Bulls. And then uh, he's in there. Uh, they were doing their Saturday morning workout, but he came in the restaurant to ride the bike. And uh, Bobby, like, the bikes are loud. And then Bobby goes, excuse me, son. Um, the guys here are trying to study. You're going to have to go upstairs and now, or somewhere else, but these guys are trying to study. Pfizer looks over at Bobby and goes and just keeps riding the bike. Like Bobby goes, excuse me, son, did you hear me? He's like, well, my coach, who was Tim Floyd, told me, told me uh, to come in here. If you want me to get off this bike, you go tell him that. And then he goes to, he goes to Bobby. And then Bobby goes, you see what that says over there? Iowa State wrestling. Well, you go tell Floyd that. So Bobby goes out to go grab Floyd, and then uh, I think it was Luis Blanco, or Carlos, jumps up when Bobby walks out the room, literally grab Pfizer by the – now this Luis and those like 33, 41-pounders. Grab Pfizer, who's like about 220 pounds, tall basketball player. Grab them by the throat, yanks him up the bike. All the wrestlers jump up, and we're about to stomp this guy. He's <laughs> like, man, how are you going to be disrespecting our coach in front of us like that? What, what are you, fucking crazy? I'm pardon the language. Bobby, like, turns around, like, runs back into the room, grabs everybody, and yanks Pfizer out the room. <laughs> As expected, Sion with both a hilarious and expletive-filled story. Uh, Coach Douglas, it's it, we talked earlier about your legendary videotape collection, and it's my understanding that sometimes Sion would be assigned to film the matches, and he would not do a very good job. Is that correct? Uh, we had some um, some adventures with Sion in the video camera. Um, it would wander every now and again, but he did a good job. Uh, we have, we still have some of the film that um, I I pull out every time I want to get upset. But um, no, Sion did a good job for us. And uh, you know, the cam- the wrestling match will be here, the camera will be over there, and then I think I, I think you know the thing with Bobby, like I think sometimes he used to get more mad at me, <laughs> the wrestler on the mat. I'm not the one out there. Like, see, uh, turn the you. damn camera back onto the match. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, we had some adventures at, with the camera. We were one of the first uh, teams to film all of our matches, and uh, that uh, I called that video camera my uh, my third assistant coach, <laughs> and it it helped me. It helped me as a coach. Helped me as a wrestler, and um, we were very fortunate to have that piece of equipment. It made a big difference in our performance. We'll tell a good story about the camera knowing Bobby. Is. How about this, Sian? Go tell one more story and then go grab uh, Coach Bono so we can wrap this up. Sound good? All right, I'm going to tell a good story now. Mm. Now, everybody knows I have a potty mount, which also always showed up on every video camera. And Just happened three times on here. If, if, if you listen to any of the old tapes, you hear Sian cussing nonstop. Um, referees hated me. I, I think we're at the Big 12s, and when the referee – like, blew the whistle, came over. Why don't you just shut up and tape? <laughs> mm. They used to get so mad at because, like, you fucking suck as a referee. You fucking, like, it was just terrible. And then um, one day, I think it was uh, it was Big 12 was the finals, and then Bobby, like, Bobby's like, guys, it's not your job to argue with the referee. Your job, that is my job. Then he looks over. We're all sitting there in the team locker room. looks over. Sion, just keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> 
All right, so if you could go grab Chris Bono. Uh, that is the hazard of having Sion on. Um, uh, Coach Douglas, um, you know, we're, we're only going to be here a few more minutes, but uh, I, I want to thank you for coming on here. Um, and, and I'm very excited to be here tonight for, for your tribute. Uh, before we bring Coach Bono on, I, I just I would like to hear maybe your memories of the the Arizona State National Championship team um, from '88. Maybe if you could kind of kind of share share a story or two from that team. Well, anytime you have a team that wins an NCAA title uh, in wrestling, that's west of the uh, the Rocky Mountains, you've got something special. Um, will it ever be repeated again? I certainly hope so, but uh, it'll be very, very, very difficult uh, with the way the scholarships are divided up, with the way the conferences are divided up. It, it's going to be very difficult, but with the type of uh, coach that they have at Arizona State, it's quite possible. Um, Oklahoma State, Iowa, Penn State, going to be very very difficult to go through those those uh those four schools but i'm looking forward to a very very bright future for american wrestling and american wrestling will get much much better with uh the young coaches that they have now uh that are fighting for the top spot and uh I'm excited for the American wrestling program, and America should be excited for the American wrestling program because uh, with what I see now, with the enthusiasm and the the influence of, um, of um, flow, uh, the influence of um, the uh, cam recorders and the, um, the, the podcast, wrestling's going to grow. And um, America's got some growth left in it, a lot of it. America started off as the number one wrestling country in the world at one time. We're going to get back there. Um, your program's going to help a lot. Um, uh, Reader and uh, coaches like John Reader are going to take the program to unlimited, unlimited heights. And I'm excited for the American Wrestling Program. Uh, I'm excited that you guys are are supporting the program. And um, I want to thank you personally. I also want to thank Coach Alvarez again. Uh, when I see a football coach like Coach Alvarez uh, helping the wrestling program, not just the Wisconsin, but the American Wrestling Program, he fires me up. I could play for that guy. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Uh, uh, thank you for, for the kind words. Uh, it means a lot to, to me, who uh, has a great deal of respect for a man like yourself. I think you're maybe one of the most underrated, underappreciated uh, figures in American wrestling. And uh, as Coach Bono mentioned earlier, you are, you're always thinking about freestyle. You're always thinking about senior level and, and preparing men for, for the next level. All right, we got a really crowded house in here now. I thought we were going to end with Coach Bono, but then Reader showed up. Uh, John Reader, John Reader, I want I want your thoughts on Bobby Douglas, your first memory of Bobby Douglas, and then we'll close that with uh, Coach Bono so, so you I, guys can get ready. I was part of Coach Douglas's last recruiting class. Yeah. So, honestly, um, our, my experience was unbelievable, right? It was his last uh, recruiting class, and everything, uh, I wanted to wrestle for him. That's why I committed to Iowa State, and I wouldn't change it. Chris Bono, let's, let's close this out. Your uh, – 
your thoughts on Bobby Douglas on the tribute tonight, and then uh, thoughts on the match, and we'll, we'll wrap this up so you guys can go get ready for Penn State. So listen, Barry Weldon contacted me. Right, this is the this is this is um this was all Barry Weldon's idea. That said, listen, what can we do for Bobby? How can we um, show him what you know um, our appreciation for what he did for us? And so we got to thinking, and, you know, Bobby coached Kale and Cody Sanderson and had a hand in Varner, um, you know. And, and, and granted, you know, Penn State's been doing really well, and this is on a national spotlight tonight. Um, so we got together with Penn State and Kale and said, hey, let's, let's honor him at one of our dual meets. Um, next year we're not on their schedule with the Big Ten, and so we said, let's get it done now. Let's get it done in Madison. I'll take the lead on it. And um, there's no way to show this guy the appreciation um, – you know, personally, what he did for me. And I know that probably every one of his wrestlers, you know, from Bakersfield to Arizona State to Iowa State would say the same thing. And you can see what everybody's doing now. Arizona State's honoring him at a, at a match. You know, the Hall of Fame in Waterloo is honoring him. Um, so I think it's way overdue that we do this. Um, I want the wrestling community, you know, around the world to know the impact this guy has had on hundreds of, you know, young men and what he's done. And, um, you know, I would not have the career I had. I would not have the coaching career I had if it wasn't for him. And, um, you know, this is just one way that we can honor him and, um, you know, show him how much we love him and thank him for everything he did for all of us. That's a really fitting way to close out. Uh, again, I want to thank you, uh, Coach Douglas, um, Hall of Famer, legend, as uh, just echoing Coach Bono's words, deserving of, of, of all these tributes. Thank you for all the people that, that came on here. And again, sorry for all the, the mic passing and uh, the expletives from, from Sion, but uh, we got a great match uh, coming up tonight, Penn State uh, versus Wisconsin. I'll be there looking forward to it. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you enjoyed this very special Friday FRL honoring the legend, Coach Bobby Douglas.